Welcome to the Chrome Show. Welcome to the Chrome Welcome to the Crumb Show. I'm Fat Chicarella, Jesse Marchese, Chris Reynolds, and Jerry Joe Pesci. Here at the Crumb Show, normally we get into the crumb side of life, but you could see we have a very special guest, a Philly legend, Mr. Tony Tornado, Philly super fan, Tony Penacal. The man has more aliases than a criminal, <laughs> but he's not doing any crimes dressed like that. Well, maybe in Philly, you never know. But uh, welcome, man. Thanks for coming. We met Tony at the uh, yeah, man. Holy Savior Feast a couple of weeks ago. We know you guys watched and loved that video and shared it and sent it to all your friends, and they all love us. But uh, yeah, he was at the feast, and uh, we were wrapping up, and I was like, man, he got it. We have to get him for the interview. So we went over and we talked to him. He was more than happy to do it. Uh, he followed four guys into a parking lot around the, around the corner, so... <laughs> Gotta respect him for that. But uh, he'll get into his origin story, and you'll find out why he did not give a shit where we were going, because he would have knocked us all the fuck out. <laughs> but uh, again, Tony, thanks for doing it. and uh, Guys, thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. Uh, thanks for coming dressed as uh, Tony Tornado. You know, t is, that, is that your official super fan name, Tony yeah, Tornado? Tony Tornado. And I always say when people call me and they'll say, I had to do a podcast, not a podcast, but a Zoom interview a couple years ago with Fox Tampa, right before I went down to spring training in 2021. That's when they were first opening things back up after COVID. And the guy goes, can I interview you? I said, yes. He goes, can it be over Zoom? I said, give me 10 minutes. Nice. And my friends are like, you did not do the interview in character. And all I said was, he didn't want to interview Clark Kent. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You want Clark Kent. Yeah. You want, you want the cape. You want, right. You want Superman, right? Right. And that, that's what I did. So, Okay, yeah. Yeah, so we're glad you did. You got a nice uh, Phillies ring, like a World Series ring yeah, there. this was the 08 ring. Okay. So last year they were giving out the 1980 ring, and I didn't get to go to that game, but they saved me one at Xfinity. Oh, nice. So I was one of their favorite customers. Right, yeah. Dressed like this. Right, and yeah. And I tipped them well. So right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they yeah. They saved me the 81. This year I went and I got the Bryce Harper 2022 ring. Okay. Oh, sweet. And then I said, now nah, I need that. 08 ring that was you know a, another championship i gotta get the 08 ring and my one friend lovely girl wonderful girl married a friend of mine i still don't hold that against her <laughs> and i saw the other day she goes that's a real nice one how'd you get that i said oh the phillies get they i get their world series rings when they get them this has 108 diamonds <laughs> really i said oh yeah this is the authentic ring i said now i got it on ebay 700 dollars. you paid 700 i paid 20. <laughs> It's nice, though. Right, yeah, it's cool, These man. These things are great. You know, you, I mean, they're heavy. You they feel like they're... they're oh, kind of shit, red. yeah. Yeah, I have a uh, replica uh, Eagles ring from the last Super Bowl. Yeah, they yeah it's sweet. They look fucking real. They, re I mean, yeah. they feel real. If, if you don't know, I, I front. Yeah, this shit's real. Got family in the business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, coming from you, it's super believable. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what? You should get a ring. You should... You, I mean... You, Look what you're doing. I mean, you know what I mean? You're part of the team, dude. You know, I came so close to hanging it up after last year. 
because when I first started doing this um, 11 years ago now, all I did was, and I and I always sent you guys that KYW article they wrote about me a couple weeks ago, and they asked me how this all developed. I said, I swear an Uncle Sam had to a game mainly to annoy some relatives. And then I had I found one at Party City that was kind of cool. They won the World Series. It was my good luck charm. Right. And then it was falling apart. I met a guy in Chicago who had the exact same hat with accessories on it. He goes, mine's better. <laughs> step your game up. I said, all right, buddy. I'll step my game up. Up yours. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then the original outfit designed because my life was not fun anymore. I was at a horrible job. And the only thing that I had keeping me going was the Phillies, that 08, 09, 2010. And when they lost an 11, I said, I don't know. And then I had they designed the Apollo outfit. A woman designed it. And even though the Phillies were getting worse every year, I was having the best time going to the games. I was meeting so many people. And people would say to me, man, they stink. Why do you go to Florida? One, because I'm going to Florida in March. And two, because I'm having fun again. Right. I found my way to have fun. I left that job, too. I found my way to have fun again. And then the whole Jason Kelsey thing, they put me in touch with the guy that made his outfit. He shot me down at first. And I then got him to agree to it. And then I started doing this again. I was having so much fun. And then last year, oh, my God, they made the playoffs and (sighs) make the World Series. And I had a friend of mine used to work at McFadden's at the ballpark. Mm-hmm. And when they were in last place, 100 losses, he's like, you know, I'm losing tips now because they're doing so damn so damn bad. He goes, you know, we're losing business with Xfinity. I'm not making the money I used to make. And I said, you know what? When they turn this around, we walk in here together as champions and we raise our glasses and we toast. The next year I go back to the game and find out he had passed away. Oh, oh man. Wow. He was a heavy set guy. He had some health issues. Yeah. He heavy set guys got it bad, man. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But he was, you know, he had some health issues. I think he was diabetic, had heart issues, had a heart attack that year, passed away. And when they were up in that series two to one, I said, oh my God, this could, they, they could turn this around. And I want to go to that parade in attire to all the people that made fun of me for a decade saying, you're wasting your time. I wanted to stand there and throw up the double middle fingers and say, yeah, fuck them. I, I got my validation, but I also wanted to raise that drink that I promised in 2015. I said, I wanted to say, Ron, this one is for you. And then right. they didn't win. I turned right around from that. I was doing so much work right down the street from here at the one Christmas tree place, Mr. Seeds. Right. I was doing 40 hours a week there on top of my job. I was doing a 5K. I was doing so much, and then I got right into the Eagles. So I, my brain had no time to turn off. And then February twelfth, I want to punch that referee right. In the face. I still want to punch him right in the yeah. face. And the Hold grounds in. crew, I want to punch in the face. And after that was over, I was spent mentally, physically, emotionally. Didn't work out for a week, and then I knew Florida was coming up spring training. Mm-hmm. I'd only worn the outfit one time since the World Series, and that was for a private birthday party for a special needs young man. Nobody in public had seen me in this outfit since November 5th. And I packed it. I got the clear water. And I looked in the mirror that morning. And I said, are you ready to do this again? And the guy in the mirror said, I don't know. I said, no. Are you ready to be that guy again? And the guy in the mirror said, I don't know. And I said, put it on piece by piece and see how it feels. And I put it on the wristbands, the earring, the trunks, the shirt, 
And I looked in the mirror, and I said, you don't look like him. You look like a guy playing, you know, pretending to be him. You're a fucking superhero. Yeah. I heard the Rocky music the whole yeah, time, bro. Yeah. I'm getting pumped up over here. <laughs> I started walking down that hallway, and it reminded me, and we'll get to this a little bit later, the, the boxing days when I used to box. I lost a fight in Manhattan in 1997. I know I whipped the guy's ass. I know I, I, I beat him. Two of the judges disagreed. Wow. Two of the judges disagreed. And I was so upset, and I was like, you know, I had a fight coming up in two months. And I was training physically, but not mentally. And that night came, and I put my stuff on, and I and I wasn't feeling it till he punched me in the mouth, mm. and then I felt it. That'll do it. Yeah, mm. and I that'll woke, do it. And then I woke up and I whipped his ass. Mm. So when I put that whole gear on again and I walked that hallway, I felt like I was walking that ring again. And I got off that elevator and it was and there was a bunch of Phillies fans and they cheered, and I said I remember that. And the first guy goes, "Yo, photo op," and I went like this and I smiled. And the thumbs came up. I said, he's back. Right. He got punched in the mouth again, and he's back. Right, right. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a part you you don't people don't realize when they see guys like you dressed up like this. Like, you think, like, yeah, he's a big fan, isn't that? But, like, like you say, you did it for the special needs guy. Like, when I remember when I used to go to games when I was little, Phillies games, Eagle games, and when you see somebody dressed up like you, that made it fun. You know what yeah. I mean? People looked at you like, wow, look at this. You know what I mean? It just makes you want to go see people like you, you know? You know, I was talking to the Fandemic crew not that long ago, and they rose to popularity a couple of years ago when everything was shut down, and they just camped out outside the stadium every game. And one of the guys that one was one of the founders, when they interviewed him about me not that long ago, and one of the things he said, he goes, the Phillies do a lot of great things to keep fans interact interactive, but he goes, but it's people like me or the Philly sports guy. He goes, because especially the younger people, recognize us and they're like oh my god like they're seeing somebody in person they've never seen before right and it's like we got to get a photo and the, and the kids get excited and i'll throw the belt on their shoulder it's got to feel good it right. does it does. got to feel good you know i've had people come up to me and they've said things like you know you were so nice to my kids or you like you were so cool um and you helped make our experience and i say to them i'm like well in a way you helped make my experience right yeah. Works both ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, there's a bunch of Philly fanatics in them costumes. There's only one of you. <laughs> there's only one tornado yeah. coming through this town, baby. That's yeah. true, true that. But yeah, man, that is true. You add so much to an experience. Absolutely. Not just for kids. Like when I seen you at the feast, I was like, oh shit, look at that guy. Yeah. I got happy, you know? I'll tell here's you'll get you'll get a kick out of this. I'm at I'm at last night's game. I'm about to. I'm gonna go to Xfinity. You know, you get a beer before the game. Doors had gates hadn't opened yet. I'm gonna kill some time. I'm walking in. <laughs> they had a new doorman last night. I don't think he's gonna be there anymore after last night. Oh man, what happened? In. Well, this guy, he's relatively new. The guy in front of me, he's like, "Let me see your ID." I'm like, "This guy's 65 years old." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, I understand." I fucking hate that. You want to check people's IDs? <laughs> This guy looks like he's on AARP. Right. <laughs> he's on Medicare, buddy. <laughs> so then I'm walking in. There's a go through the metal detector, which I know I have to. Let me see your ID. Give him my ID. He goes, you can't come in. May I ask why? You have that belt. No shit, buddy. I have that every game I come to. What the fuck? It's not a weapon. That's what he said it was. He goes, it's a weapon. It has metal in it. Well, thankfully. So we does our cell phones. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what? So does this. Yeah. <laughs> so, so thankfully, <laughs> as... Um, the one manager's walking by. I'm like, yo. He's like, yo, what's up? I'm like, let me know. Is there a problem? 
And he looks at the guy. He goes, "Is there a problem?" He just wants to bring this belt in. He goes, "Yeah, he brings it in every time. Come on in." Nice. <laughs> uh, so, so, Showed him. Yeah, Fuck that guy. There was a guy standing in line. I didn't. I don't know this guy. You know, it looks familiar. Young guy, wife, three kids. He's like Tony. Yes. Tony Pentecow. Yes. I'm like, oh shit, what did I do? He goes, you know my dad. Mm. Like, oh, he goes, his father started the boxing program where I went to college. Oh, no shit. His father was an amateur and a professional referee, just retired from doing the refereeing. Refereed about three or four of my fights. Oh, shit. And I'm like, and he goes, and I saw you with the MSS face. And he goes, and I knew it was you. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Big hat. Yeah, that's pretty wild. He saw you twice in like a week. Yeah, yeah. And, wearing, and wearing ridiculous things each time. Right. Yeah. Well, he never, might not have recognized you if not for the top hat. Exactly. Yeah. People <laughs> ask me. They said, you know, you always you always wearing top hats. I said, you know, I go to New Year's party. I got a Uncle Sam hat with New Year's and the lights up. I got this other kind of top hat, the one I wore to the feast, which is like a Joker's type of hat. And I said, God did not make me tall, but I wear tall hats. There you go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Maybe I should start doing that. Yeah, see? My old lady always brings up that she likes tall guys. You're not yeah. fucking short, yeah. though. And yeah. he's not short, like, but, comparison, but you're not a short Yeah. Person. But she likes, yeah, she wants 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, yeah. I'm never going to be that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her to knock, knock her down a little bit, and you be, look taller. Okay. Yeah. Picked him twice. <laughs> yeah. You're stuck with him. Right. Forget about it. Do you do this for the birds, too? Are you? First of all. Are you a four for four guy? Yeah, oh yes, so, absolutely. So do you do it for all four? Well, I do the, and you can't see obviously right now, but uh, I have the socks and the tassels on here for like um, the red and white ones here, and then I have the Philly sneakers on. I have Eagles green and black socks. Right. I have green and black sneakers, flyers, orange and black socks, orange and black sneakers. Friend of mine, and I think he made a mistake the other day. He sent me a video of himself. He's trying to come up with his own Eagles gimmick, but he's not creative. So he got a cowboy shaped hat, not a cowboy's hat. Oh, yeah. a, the, it was a, you're about to turn the mics off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Kelly Green cowboy hat, and he put the Eagles logo on it. Ah, oh, that's sweet. And he puts it on, and he sends me a video, and he's going, Oh, yeah, here for the nice. Eagles. Oh, baby. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I said, You know what would work? And I told him, He goes, I don't know how I could do that. I said, actually, it's really easy. I've done it. Well, would I go to a, a tailor? I'm like, well, if you wanted a really professional, you could, but. And I'm like, wait a minute. I bet you I could do this. Get a hat like that. I would probably go with the Midnight Green theme. I'm still more of the Midnight Green. You don't like the Kelly Green? Kelly. I love the Kelly Green. You know what? Even when they had them back until I was about 20, I would always get the white with the Kelly Green numbers. Yeah, the white is classic. Hard to keep yeah. clean. It's classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I, the Midnight Green, something caught me with that. And that the, the, the head logo instead of the... Yeah. But I was like, you know, whether I did it Midnight Green or Kelly Green, you get a satin jacket. Got to be satin. Sweet. I like, love it already. Get a satin jacket. Go to Walmart and buy fabric. A contrasting fabric. So say you get a green jacket, you get a white or a silver fabric and you silver. cut and you cut strips about this long about that long, or about this wide about that long you cut about 30 of them fringes and you glue them under the arms yeah the back you get a pair of pants you do the same thing right 
and you become an Eagles Macho <laughs> Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. it. I love yeah. it. That would be cool. Like I said, a couple years ago, I was, well, what am I going to be for Halloween? I'm a WWE fan, obviously. And I like to be different characters, but I have to make the costumes. I can't buy them. I can't just go out and buy a Randy Savage costume. Right. So that's what I did. I got a red satin jacket, black and white tassels, glued the letters Macho Man on the back, put some sequins on it, got the uh, black um, like runner's pants, did the white and red tassels on them, wig, shades, Box of slim done. Gyms. Macho Man. Box of Slim Jims, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's right. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and that was for the Eagles or for Halloween? That was for Halloween. That was that just was for Randy Halloween. Savage. Oh, okay. Now, my friend came up with this idea. I'm like, you know, I could make a Randy Savage. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah. outfit and be like, ooh, yeah, go to the games like that, brother. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, you need to be, like, on the payroll of somebody. <laughs> Even if it's just for, like, just uh Xfinity Live or something. You need to be on a payroll for somebody being the ambassador. Disappearance. I think we should Brandon, make a push. Brand right ambassador. <laughs> right now, we should make a push for the Phillies to get him a fucking four-wheeler, and he should be riding around with the with the Philly Fanatic. No disrespect to the Philly Fanatic. I love the Philly Fanatic, but you should be out there with him. You should be have your own four-wheeler yeah. riding around. We should make a push right now, starting right now. Let's do it, baby. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. A friend of mine pranked me with that back in the day. First year I got profiled down in Clearwater. 2013, I get a call, very professional sounding young lady named April. Her name was Kelly. And I <laughs> saw your profile and I work with the Philadelphia Phillies and we would like to have you appear opening day and ride in with the Fanatic. And I'm, of course, you know, getting all excited. I found that it was a prank. Uh. Uh, okay, well, she got me. Hangover 3 was coming out the next month. She's a Bradley Cooper fan, loves Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper's from Jenkintown. I go yeah, he goes to the guy. games. Yeah. yeah. Well, Bradley Cooper and I only grew up two miles from each other, and we're only a year apart. Apparently, Bradley Cooper and I used to play pickup football together. We never did. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know that. <laughs> and because we're such – and I used to uh, shovel his parents' driveway during, the, during when it snowed. <laughs> and so I had – He was a lazy kid. Yeah, he, well, he was going to college, <laughs> and they needed somebody. He was away. He was in film school. Right. So <laughs> Mr. Hollywood. Yeah, she's believing all this. <laughs> And hanging with these coming out, I'm like, yo, he he hooked us up with three private passes to the Philadelphia premiere. Can I go? No. Uh, me and my <laughs> buddy that grew up with him were going, and our other friend for his birthday. Well, I really want to meet him. I'm like, oh, man, not sure. So then I'm like, <laughs> I message her one night. I'm like, dude, guess who I'm on the phone with right now? Bradley Cooper. I said, we call him Brad. Bradley's <laughs> a Hollywood we call name. call him BC right. around here. <laughs> I was like, would you like his number? Really? I gave her the loser hotline. Uh, <laughs> You asshole! That's a, <laughs> oh, it's not his real number. <laughs> April, right? Payback. Uh, Prank yeah. your back. Paybacks. That was pretty good. Uh, but yeah, man, that would be pretty cool. I'm sure you'll keep at it long enough, and one day it'll be like, you know what? You're our new guy. Well, you know, a couple a couple years ago, I mean, I totally dropped the ball because I had this great idea for my one birthday a couple years ago. I wanted to throw out the opening pitch at the Phillies. Yeah. So I petitioned the Phillies, and they said, no. I said, but don't you know who I am? I'm the Uncle Sam guy. Yeah. They said, no. Ah. And then um, we like we petitioned. They shot me down. Last year, I'm in Clearwater, and I'm hanging out with the man, John Middleton. 
Nice. Ah, and shit. John Middleton's like, this is why I love our fan base, because our fans are the best. And I'm talking to him, what don't I bring up? Throwing out the opening pitch. Uh, I, I did throw it out at Lehigh two days ago. You brought okay. it up to Middleton? I didn't but, bring it up. Uh, I dropped the ball. I forgot. I got right. oh, so starstruck. That was my shot yeah. there. Oh. But I threw that at Lehigh a couple days ago, and I did it at Reading a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. Not, That's cool. The night at Reading was impromptu. I knew Lehigh I had set up for because I had a group outing there. And the guy was like, wait, you're the Uncle Sam guy? He goes, somebody from your group gets to throw out a pitch. We kind of hope it's you in costume. So now I'm like, yeah, it'll be me. And I'm like, you know, I better practice in this. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to rotate the arm and if it's going to throw me off. And then I'm like, somebody's going to be driving around Harleysville, and they're going to see Uncle Sam at a baseball field throwing balls. Right. No yeah. And they're like, can we better call a mental <laughs> And then I'm at Reading to meet the Godfather, WWE wrestler the Godfather. Oh, wow. He was up there. And hanging out with him, and the guy I know was like, hey, I sponsored a thing here tonight, and they need somebody from my group to throw at the first pitch. So it's going to be you. Are you in this gear at the Reading Philly still? Oh, yeah. Nice. So I was like, I went up there. I was like, I had no practice time, and I threw a high and outside, but it did not dirt it. Okay, I did good not job. 50 cent it. Right, yeah. Put it <laughs> dirt three feet from the mount. <laughs> right. That's sweet, man. That's cool. But uh, just obviously, you guys could see the awesome Tony Tornado wrestling belt you want to talk about that for a minute yeah well as i said a little bit ago yeah <laughs> wrestling fan grew up watching wrestling love it um that's a sweet belt man thank you uh, down in, if anybody knows philly's down in clearwater is only about six miles from hulk hogan's bar oh wow i've always wanted to meet hulk hogan i grew up hulk hogan was my favorite yeah you know? i'm the yeah. same way yeah, hulk, yeah. yeah. that was hulk maniac yeah definitely. cried cried when he lost to the ultimate warrior in uh, wrestlemania, WrestleMania yep yep cried so <laughs> big, big time hogan he cheated <laughs> you know what i mean the ref was knocked out so big time hogan fam and when i was in college um a bunch of my teammates were going to box in the east west classic in reno i'm supposed to be on the card my fight gets canceled because my opponent got injured. Hmm. All my teammates are in the Frisco airport on a layover meeting Hulk Hogan. Oh. So every year I go to Clearwater and I go to a shop and he's not there. Right. And my buddy would be like, oh, look at my picture in 97. And I said, if I ever find that car, <laughs> that fight, I'm going to whip his ass. 25 years interest I'm putting on that beating. Right. So this year I go down there and I signed up for a meet and greet. Nice. So with Hogan? Yeah, for with Hogan at, right. his, at his shop. So I go in there, and he's like, and I'm like, hi, Tony Tornado. He's like, hey, Tony Tornado, what's up, brother? He's like, you a wrestler? I said, no, nah, man. I said, box. He goes, hey, face ain't busted up too bad. Thank you. <laughs> don't hit me. Don't hit me, brother. So I said, hey, I'm coming to karaoke Monday night. I said, I brought the Thunderlips cape, but I figured the signature wouldn't show up on it. So I'm just going to wear it for karaoke. You're going to wear that to sing, brother? I said, yeah. Last year, I go to sing, put my song choice in, Baby Got Back. Nice. I don't get called. You can only get a picture if you get called. So when he's leaving, I just run up, throw the phone on selfie, grab his hand, selfie. I'm like, that doesn't count. This year, I go there, Thunderlips cape, big white fedora with a feather in it, put my choice in. They said, baby, our back's too long. Uh. Fine, give me it's tricky then. It's tricky comes up. They're like, dude, you're second in queue. Last year, I don't get called. Now I'm second in queue. He's not here yet. Oh, man. But he walks in, he goes, Hey, brother, you made it. He goes, you're singing, right? I said, Hulk, I already sang. He's like, well, then you get up here because me and you are getting a photo. 
Oh, shit. Is that the photo that you sent us earlier? I was, the one was from the meet and greet at his shop. Okay. I thought you were going to say you did a duet with him. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> yeah, dude. That'd be fucking too. awesome, dude. The real American duet. Oh, I didn't think it had the real American. Oh, yeah. Or how about the Eye of the Tiger? Yeah. Original oh, theme song. Yeah. Uh, that, that was from his meet and greet the um two days before. Oh, uh, okay. Saying. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. That's but, cool. But, I mean, I thought that was really cool. And with the WWE being a big fan, well, my nephew, who is now six, his first Christmas, I got to go be a mature godfather. I'm going to go to Toys R Us, and I'm going to buy him the best first Christmas gift ever. Oh, wait. Look, they got a WWE aisle. What nephew? <laughs> uh, I'll worry about him later. And I said, man, they got a replica belt that's going to fit adults. Ooh. I, got I said, I'm going to buy that. If that's the one. If I win my fantasy football league and I was in the finals and I won on Christmas night, the Eagles defense, fumble return, sorry, against the Raiders. <laughs> and I won, won the jackpot, bought the belt. So I started bringing it to Phillies games, mm -hmm. the outfit. And one of the guys on the Phillies grounds crew I used to box with. So we're FaceTiming one of our teammates. And he goes, dude, get rid of that belt. I'm like, why? I kind of like it. He goes, no, 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 no. You need a belt with your picture on it. And he sends me the link. Ultimate, uh, what is it? Um, UndisputedBelts.com. And you can put whatever pictures you want on there. You can pick your strap color. You can pick if you want the little bling on it. Right. So I designed what you see. Yeah, that's awesome. And there's yeah. a bunch of tornadoes around it. Yeah. Where'd you get Hogan to sign? I did. I had that one with me in Florida, but only when I was doing the Phillies gimmick. I did not bring it to his shop. Mm. I met Hogan a couple times. Terry, I call him. Terry. You met Hulk Hogan? Where? Terry. Yeah. Did you meet him, or were you just in the same I building? With him? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bad. <bastard. I've> <laughs> What's this here? Yeah, oh, you're in. That was the Rocky Run uh, last year. Okay. And you'll get a kick out of this. So the first year I did the Rocky Run, my people that recruited me wanted me wearing this. I said, "Now you're out of your mind." I wore a black and gold Italian stallion robe, box and trunks. Right. <laughs> but this that was a lot lighter than this. Right. So then, no run in 2020. I'm signing back up in 21. I said, "Man, you know, it'd be cool if I could run as Thunderlips." Somebody found the cape. So the last two years, I cut the uh, sweatpants to look like wrestling trunks, muscle suit, Thunderlips cape. The gentleman in that photo. Doesn't run, he walks, but he goes as the meat packing plant Paulie. Yeah. That's you know, a good costume. Uh, yeah. Meat packing plant Paulie. Yeah. Uh, you know where I saw him recently? Working the stand at Holy Savior. No shit. Yeah. That's I'm in hilarious. there and I see a guy looking over and pointing. I said, Oh, what do I do now? <laughs> and then he, I walk over, he's like, he's like, Yo, Tone. I'm like, Oh boy. He's like, It's Paulie. I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> right. That's awesome. I didn't recognize you without the meat packing plant robe on. Right. Yeah. When you do it up wherever you go, though, huh? Oh yeah. Feast. That's why we like. No, we can't. We had to uh, ask. It probably was weird. Like four dudes coming up, like surrounding you, but you didn't seem to care at all. You were just like, "Hey, guys!" Like, yeah. Like, you weren't like, oh, "What the fuck's going on here?" Four dudes surrounding. Like we were just. We had to come meet. So that's the only way we were going to do it. Was like come up and introduce ourselves. Like, yo. I'm going to come answer some questions around the corner in a dark alley over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, part of it, and I appreciate that, is because you have to take a chance. You have to take a chance. Now, I'm a guy that will do that. I'm a guy that will say, you know what, sometimes things might seem out of the box, but you got to take a chance because you don't know where things are going to lead. 
right. you know, and when I, my younger cousin, and I say younger, she's 31 now, but I, to me, she's still like a kid. Right. And she'll, and she's real shy. So she'll always say like, how do you meet people? You're always meeting people. I said, one, because I'll go to places where I'm going to meet people. And, and sometimes I might have to pay in, for like a ticket to get in. The Hulk Hogan meet and greet was like $200. Don't care. You know, because now it was a chance for me to meet the man. Right, yeah, it was an experience. Yeah. But it's like one of your childhood, you know, yeah, like, exactly. like you looked up to him your whole life. Like, that's definitely worth it, dude. That, that like, you ever meet Stallone? Because he's at the games at Eagles. I game. have, that's the one. That's I like, not dude, met. I would love to meet Stallone. Now, technically, I've worked with Stallone because being the best supporting extra of Creed 2. Oh, uh, yeah. Nice. He was in I was, Creed 2. I was literally three seconds in the crowd, and I was on the opposite <laughs> side of the ring with him. But In the guys, movie? I put yeah. the picture no, up. No, shit. Yeah. You could see him in the... Fucking famous. See yeah. him on the screen. <laughs> got right fame there. in here. Yeah. And I got that because I met the casting director, and once again, you take a shot, and you don't know how it's going to work out. 2005, they were having open call for Rocky Balboa. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm a boxer, and I'm Italian. They're going to put me in the gym, and I'm going to hit the heavy bags. And all I wanted to do was hit heavy bags in the gym. And three days before, my appendix ruptures. Uh, oh, my I'm God. I'm in the hospital, and they're literally wheeling me into the operating room, and I'm telling the anesthesiologist and the surgeon, you got to make sure I'm out of here by Friday because I have to <laughs> audition on Saturday. And they're like, it's Tuesday. I said, I know. i got a movie audition in three and a half days. you got to make sure I'm out of here. So I go to my dad. I'm like, Dad, can you drive me to this? And I put my best, you know, boxing jacket on my name on and stuff. And I go down to the audition, and I feel like crap. And the guy I'm standing with, I actually fought a few years prior. And he's like, you look like crap. I said, good. <laughs> well, I'm not bullshitting anybody. Uh, he goes, but let me take I goes, I'm going to make sure you're okay. I'll walk with you and make sure you're okay. So I go in there, and the woman looks at me. She goes, you want to read for a part? I want to hit bags, but yeah, I'll read for part. What do you want? What part you got in mind? White trash thug in a bar. Uh, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll do it. <laughs> so I read for it, got my name in the paper. Nice. Didn't get the part. Uh. I was there for the last day of shooting at the art museum steps. They had us all running up. I get cut. So now Creed's coming out a couple years later. I get the email about, you know, submitting photos or whatever. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I ain't doing it. You cut me out. I'm mad. I'm still pouting. And then I watched... Were you still in pain from, like, the surgery and all? Oh, no, not, th not 10 years later. Uh, it was 10 years ten later. Years later, <laughs> I felt pretty good. But I'm, I'm, I'm looking <laughs> and I'm like... Or I knew that they were doing this all day, and I'm like, I ain't doing it. No, you cut me out of the last one. I ain't doing it. And then I go to see Creed 1, and they go in the gym. Great movie. And it was... You know, I like Creed 2 better because I'm in it. What <laughs> am I seeing Creed 1? A guy that I trained. And you know what he's doing? He's hitting the heavy bags in the gym. Oh, bastards. <laughs> Your heavy bags. Hitting my heavy bags. <laughs> but Creed II's coming out. I'm like, oh, I'm doing this one. So I sent my thing in. They're like, yeah, we remember you, the appendix guy. And they're like, do you want to be a, in the Vegas for a VIP fight scene? Hell yeah. When's my flight? It's in Delco. Oh. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll be in Delco, Vegas. Nice. GMG Delco, Vegas. Delco. <laughs> right. So they're like, but you got to come like you're a Vegas VIP. You just came off the craps table. So I put it like a grayish button-up shirt on partially down tie with a flamingo on it put my one earring in fedora they're like dude you are perfect they really, we don't have to change nothing on you because some people they like, no that shirt sucks take that off you're right. putting this shirt on they said we're actually putting you in the front row in the one corner nice and for two days i sat there 
and you had to get up every time the guy would go down. You'd stand up and do like a wave and yell. And uh, <laughs> by the second day, I had no voice left, and I, and I feel like I did a thousand crunches, and I enjoyed every single one of them. People that I met on the film, I'm never going to do that again. I said, call me again tomorrow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Call me again yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, you got to take a ch- like, took the chance. You got some opportunity. Yeah. And now Carl Weathers was in town last year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Now um, he was at a Comic-Con. I love Carl Weathers. Well, most yeah. people that were going to meet him at the Comic-Con were going because of the Mandalorian. Oakland Raider. Yes, he was. <laughs> what did he go to San Diego College? Oh, San Diego. I thought it was USC. Was it, was it I might be wrong. I could be wrong. I know it was two. It was California amateur, California pro. Yeah. So, but he's going to be in town, and I'm like, I got to go meet him. Right. Chance, I met Burt Young at the Plymouth Meeting Mall a couple years ago. No shit. Yeah, I met Paulie. You know, he looks better now than he did in the movies because they must have really beat the hell out of him. Like, right. drunk, you're, you know, like a loser. Yeah. You know, because yeah. he looks good now. He's like 83 years old. He's I was going to say, he's going to be up there in age. Yeah, right. he's like 83. Damn. Um, I met him, he was about maybe 78, but he looks look real good. Um, Isn't that crazy? Because in Rocky, he had to be in his 40s then, right? You know, you want to laugh? And you know how old he was in the original Rocky? How old? 36. That's Jeez. insane. Yeah. That's how it was back then, though. Like, guys in their 30s and 40s like they were 50, 60. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was 50. He lo- and he looked, like, miserable and beat up. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. Right. So, Carl Weathers is going to be in town. And I'm like, I got to go. And I know most people are going to go meet him wearing all Star Wars gear. And I'm talking to my dad. He goes, you're going to meet Carl Weathers? I said, yep. He goes, please tell me you're not going to do what I think you're <laughs> going to do. I said, what? You dress as Apollo Creed to go meet Apollo Creed? He goes, mm-hmm. I said I am. He goes good because if you weren't, I was gonna say you don't get the ball. <laughs> so he's like, Cause I, he's like, this is gonna be an ultimate photo. You cannot not do that. Right. So yeah, I went up. He he's in the line. Apollo Creed, Rocky Four. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I went like this. Right. Okay. Right. So, so he's in the line, and there's this one person coming over with a little Yoda. Sign my little Yoda, and whatever. And he looks over, and he's like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know it looks better on you. <laughs> then I found the most soul searching. Carl Weathers question that I could think of. Did you really lose your hand in Happy Gilmore? <laughs> Are you afraid of alligators today, Mr. Weathers? Did Drago really kill you? My question was, in Rocky Four, were those really your golden retrievers? Because I love golden retrievers. Mm-hmm. I, that was what I asked him because no, they weren't mine. Uh, like anybody could ask different questions. I'm asking about dogs. Right, <laughs> yeah. No, I love them more. That makes sense because right, they were Rocky's turtles. Rocky's dog. Cuff and Link. <laughs> yeah. Oh, still yep. got him. Cuff and Link. But That's not, one of my trivia questions. Carl Weathers was on uh, Arrested Development, if anybody ever watched that. Yeah, yeah I love Arrested Development. I, I loved his character on Arrested Development. He played himself. Right. Yeah. But he was hilarious. He's great. I love Carl Weathers. I would have met but where did he where'd you meet him at? He was at the Philadelphia Comic Con last April oh, yeah, for the Center City. Man, yeah. Sorry. For the Mandalorian. Yeah. Like I had there was one person there with like a Stuffed Alf. They asked me to hold for oh, the photo, awesome. so I held an Alf. Alf's coming back. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing. I heard Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds is bringing, is bringing it, it back. back. Are you serious? Yeah, I wasn't joking there. Ha! Nice, <laughs> Willie. <clears throat> All the way from Planet Melmac. That's, that's right. right. Ron, hide your cats. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> <clears throat> Willie. I see you, you sent us a picture here. You uh, met Chaz Palminteri. Yeah. And Jesus, you know everybody. Well, Chaz Palminteri. 
Have you guys ever seen the Bronx Tale? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Who loves the Bronx Tale? Yeah. yeah. Has anybody ever seen his one-man show, The Bronx Tale? Yes. Yeah, we saw Amazing. it. Fabulous. Yeah. It's better than the movie, I think. Yes, yeah. and I, I like agree. it. Yeah. So, and that, the movie's fucking awesome, but that one-man show is fucking mind-blowing. Real, real quick, when I was working at the Sheraton, he was doing the one-man show down the street at the Valley Forge Casino. Right. And they had Ralph's of South Philly. He comes in, the guy at the front, he's like, he was like, yo, can I get a table? Like, now we're clowns. I'm like, you don't fucking. That's just Chaz Bond. This is you sunny. don't fucking tell Chaz yeah, Bond right? to tear your car. I didn't oh, even he told Chaz that. I worked for the hotel. But I cursed that guy out. I was Good. like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, really? Know who he what was. is wrong with you? Yeah. He did not know. Should have locked the door and like, now yeah. you can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> Put him in the bathroom. Yeah. Put him in the bathroom. But anyway, proceed. So, well, the first time we went to see the show was 2015 at the Valley Forge. Oh, yeah. So we saw it. I had come up with some idea. Like, I had emailed all my friends. I'm like, yo, I heard this is coming to whatever. Couple days before the show, and I was like, "Yo, nobody ever got back to me." They're like, "Oh, we bought tickets." I'm like, "Assholes!" Um, that was my idea. They had one ticket left. I bought it, so I went, and I was. I walked in there with high expectations. I walked out saying that exceeded anything I could have hoped for. And my friend's wife, she makes a great point. She goes, "When you look at him on the stage, what do you see? You see Sonny, but you're really looking at C." And I'm like, "That's a great point." So we saw it again, in Atlantic City. And then a couple years ago, it was coming to Glenside, where I grew up. And I told my dad, my mom had never seen the movie. I said, listen, I'm buying you guys tickets. You're going. And I bought like eight of them. And it gets postponed three times because of COVID. Uh. So finally, they, it comes there in 21. And I'm there with the same friends that I went with the other times, my parents, a few other people. When, it, when it's over, a group of us go across the street to the Keswick Tavern. Because that's like I said, right where I grew up. I Drank many nights there, got in many fights there. Is that the Keswick Theater? Yeah, I went to the Keswick Theater, then we crossed the street to the Keswick Tavern. So I'm in there talking to a friend of mine from high school, and my two friends come back. They're like, Natalie and Chrissy just met him. I was like, bullshit. Look at the photo. I said, oh, man. They saw a Bentley parked outside, and they figured it was the car picking him up. They followed it. They walked around the corner, and they saw him coming out of the building. So now, of course, I am jealous. Going into the show that night, I'm wearing that red, white, and green tie in that photo that I wore, and we're going to bring that tie is going to be a Hank Cisco tie in too. Okay. So, so I'm walking into that tie. Uh, I guess he's Chaz Palmentary's like assistant. They call him Sandy Blue Eyes. He goes, "Yo, that's a great tie." I goes, "I love that tie." I said, "Oh, thank you." He goes, "Did you bring one for us?" And he smiles. And I said, "Next time, I will. I promise." I'm thinking there's going to be no next time when they're coming back here. I don't know. So my friends meet him. They get their picture. Come to find out, he's coming back six months later because they had so many shows that had rescheduled. Mm -hmm. I jump on Amazon, buy two of those ties. They were $13. So I come there that day. It's a Sunday matinee show. I'm walking in Sandy Blue. I say, oh, man, whatever. He goes, I told you six months ago, I love that tie. I said, do you remember what I said six months ago? He goes, can you refresh me? I said, pull the tie out of my pocket. <laughs> in the plastic, I'm classy. <laughs> I hand it to him. He goes, really? I said, that's for you, man. And I said, by the way, and I pulled my, I pulled my other hand. And I said, I got one for him, too. He puts his hand out. I put the tie back. And I <laughs> you know what I mean. And I know that you know that I know what you mean. <laughs> and he looks at me, and I'm like, oh. and he goes, how many in your group today? I said, it's just me today. He goes, here's a wristband. Stay in your seat. Now, I don't ever remember there being a meet and greet after a show. But he was probably, after he met my friends, Natalie and Chris, he was like, shit, I can make money for this. Right. Money? 
$150. Wow. I got it for two $13 ties. Nice. Wow. That's awesome. Sweet. We've seen him at that. Sorry, guys. Yeah, where he lives now, um, he uh, he's not in the Bronx anymore. He's right in um, Westchester, New York, mm-hmm. nine miles from where I won my first boxing match. Oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. He has a restaurant up there. He's a restaurant maybe in the city. Okay, I think in New York. Pretty sure he's got a restaurant. The story of how he sold Bronx Tale is like the best story I've ever heard in my life. It's just amazing, dude, how that went down. Like how he he was broke and he held out because he wanted to play his own part. And yeah. Bobby D, like, just call him Bobby D. But uh, how he just saved it. Like, th- that story is amazing, dude. Yeah. You know, sometimes if you look at some of the greatest movies out there, same thing with Sly with Rocky, right? Yeah, another one. Broke. He was Warner broke. Brothers turned him down, I think. Wasn't Warner Brothers turned him down? Or somebody turned him down. They somebody said big. We wanted, you know, like, what was it, like Ryan O'Neill or somebody to play the Italian stallion? You don't have an O'Neill play the <laughs> <Yeah>. Italian stallion. <laughs> You know, we want Barbara Streisand to play Adrian. That movie would have been a one and done. Is that who they wanted to play Adrian? Barbara Streisand? I heard Barbara Streisand was in there. I heard, like, Susan Sarandon was in ah, there. Ah, that would have been a dud. It wouldn't have made it. Only Adrian <clears throat> could play Adrian. That exactly. shit goes throughout yeah. movies and TV shows. All t- if you knew who they had actually planned on being and who you would never right. picture them being it. Whoever, like, we could never picture anybody but... Sylvester Stallone. Right. Rocky. It's impossible. Yeah. Can't even imagine. I mean, if they would have gave me the part as the white trash thug in a bar, you would have never even knew who that other guy was. <laughs> I still don't know who that guy was. <laughs> I, I did hear they're working on a prequel. A Rocky prequel? Yeah. Like from him being little, like a teenager. That'd be awesome. I didn't even or, think about it. What part did they need me for? Yeah, right. <laughs> Corner thug? I'm there in. you go. There you go. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, we bumped into Chaz Palminteri in that 2015 at the Valfoots Casino, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure where the theater was at, so we just start, I started just start walking. Uh, that's right, I remember that. And yeah. uh, ended up going down this hallway, and I looked, and there was like fifteen people behind us. I was with just these two guys and another guy, but a, another group of people seen us walk and figured we know where we were going, which we did. <laughs> so we get down, and there's a dead end. But then all of a sudden, the door opens. Boom. And probably Sandy Blue Eyes. Yeah. And then Chaz came out, and I was like, oh, shit. I don't know if I said, hey, Chaz or Mr. Palmateri. I think I just, he did. I think he yelled, Chaz. I just blurted something out, <laughs> yeah. and he just turned around. And for the story, I like to say he did this. <laughs> I forget what he did. He I, did he something. He might have just waved. He definitely, he definitely reacted. Yeah. I remember. Now we had to turn around and find out to go to see the show, which, like you said, was a phenomenal show. Yeah, I always say it's like when you look at him on stage, and at the time he's like, you know, seventy one, seventy two now. I think when I saw him, you know, when we saw him, he was probably in his early to mid sixties. I said, you are looking at a sixty, say, three year old man, but when he does those scenes, when he's talking like himself as a child, like, mm-hmm. but dad, whatever. It's like you see a nine year old child. Yeah, you see it in his yeah. face. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, you mentioned on your boxing career and. Uh, the Norristown boxing guy, I guess Hank Cisco was. He had a did he have a program like a boxing program or something? Hank did. Um, I didn't meet Hank until he was in his eighties. Oh, okay. And friends of mine that grew up in, like I said, I grew up in Glenside, and my friends grew up in Norristown. And the way we all kind of, I kind of got with them was when I moved to Glenside, where my grandparents lived. When you're six years old and you move two miles away. You ought to move across the Atlantic Ocean. Right. And I'm at my house one day and didn't have any friends. And I had a cousin that was kind of a troublemaker. And he's like, hey, these kids I know are up the park. So I go up and meet these kids. They're my age. And we're playing, whatever. 
And a couple of them were in Norristown, only a few miles from here. And come to find the other kid was a Glenside kid. And his grandparents were friends with my grandparents. Oh, wow. And we were in school together. So every weekend, these kids from Norristown would come down. We'd hang out all the time. And then years later, you know, as we all became adults, or at least we don't act like it, but we became physically adults, you know, my one friend from Glenside literally lives no more than a mile from here now. And so they would always tell me about this guy, Hank Sisko. And he was like a Norristown legend, and he was a boxing legend. And I knew Cisco's bar in Flower Town, the same family. And I'm at the Valley Forge Casino one night there having fights about 10 years ago. Next thing I know, he's in the ring. And this 89-year-old man has a microphone, and I said, I've never seen a guy so natural. I said, he's never met a microphone he didn't like. Nah. My dad used to work with his son-in-law, so they got introduced me, and it was more of like a, hi, how you doing? Shake hands, take a photo. And in my mind, he forgot it as soon as it happened. But, right. he, did, but he didn't. So a couple years later, I was going through a real dark time in my life. Real dark time. And I was on my way to Clearwater, and I just looked at my Facebook. And a Facebook friend suggestion was Hank Cisco. And I said, you know what? I'm going to take a shot. That's the open theme tonight, right? We're right. going to take a shot. Ad friend. I said, he probably doesn't remember me. He probably, probably this 90-year-old man will probably doesn't even look at his Facebook. Oh, shit, he accepted already? <laughs> that was within a matter of seconds. <laughs> wow. And he saw that we were doing a Sinatra fundraiser, and he goes, do you want to promote it on my show? And my pseudo-aunt was the one putting it together. And I said, listen, I said, sir, I'm going to Florida right now, but I'll send it to my aunt. She goes, no, do it when we, when we come home. I need you on here with me. So me being me, I said, I'm going to show up to, on his show in a sequin tuxedo. So I wear this gold tuxedo. And he's sitting there and he's like, and bring pictures and we're going to do a show and tell. And he's singing, you know, Kesara Sarah. And I'm like, this guy is amazing. And the one picture I showed was me in my old Phillies outfit. And he stops and he goes, you come back on my show wearing that? <laughs> Two months later, I'm back on. And we're talking about Rocky Marciano. We're talking about smoking Joe Frazier. And we're talking boxing. And he would always say, hey, I'm having this dinner. Can you come to this dinner? Sure. I need you in the Phillies outfit. Like, rock. Hey, rock. It's January. It's like 20 degrees out. Now my outfit done his sleeves. Tornado? Need you in the Phillies outfit. <laughs> and I would always do it for him. Right. So when he got sick in 2019, you know, I came to see him in the hospital. And uh, my friend from, that runs a Collegeville Bakery, Steve, calls me and he goes, listen. Great sandwich. Oh, they do it. Yeah. Yeah, great food there. I was there the other Love night. Love the Collegeville Bakery. So Steve calls me. He goes, listen, uh, I just want to let you know they're bringing Hank home. They're bringing him on home hospice. Mm -hmm. I know you just got the Phillies outfit, the new one. Get to his house. Get to his house within the next week so he can see it before he passes. I said, okay. So I go there right before I went to Clearwater. And I, I'm driving to his house. And I'm coming from Harleysville. It's about a 25-minute drive. And the whole time, my stomach's in knots. And I'm like, am I ready to say my final goodbye to Hank Sisko? I had only known him a few years, but he meant something to me. And I'm driving there, and I'm like, I walk in his house. Yo, Tornado! I said, this is a guy that's supposed to be gone in three days? He lasted 10 months. Whoa, wow. Shit. And every time I went to see him, he was so positive and so upbeat. And he used to do a Christmas dinner right at that 1912 Club, uh, right down on New Hope Street, I think it is. Okay. And they would always have me play Santa Claus. It was like, um, and that year, 19, he obviously couldn't go. He was, you know, bedridden. And I said to his daughters as we were sitting there, I said, you know, it's a shame that he can't be here tonight. 
but I'm working the, the Christmas tree lot tomorrow a block from his house. Why don't, when I finish my shift at 5 o'clock, I throw the Santa suit on and I bring Santa to him instead of him coming to the event? And we did that. We sang Christmas carols to him. And by that time, you could tell he was close to the end. Mm. He was kind of like you could see he was hearing us, but he was not really responsive. A month later, it was January, freezing cold. I'm driving to work. They called me. He passed away overnight. And they said, we would like you to be a pallbearer. And mm. I said, I never said no to the man when he was alive. I'm not going to say no to him now. But I will not be wearing the Phillies outfit. <laughs> and that, the day of the funeral, it was like 17 degrees. It was freezing cold. And one of the other pallbearers was a professional Elvis impersonator. And we're on the left side, or the right side, holding with our left arms. <laughs> He's number one. I'm number two. And there's like two people behind us. And I tapped him. And I said, you know, if it was up to him, you'd be dressed as Elvis right now. <laughs> I'd be in the Phillies outfit. Now, what was I wearing? I was wearing a black shirt, black slacks. And that red, white, and green tie. Uh, nice. Uh, as uh, we're carrying him out, Monsignor um, from Holy Savior is there. Nice tie. I'm like, thank you. A little <laughs> awkward timing, but thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so that night, you know, I go home, and it was, it was a long day, and it was cold, emotional. And I get home, and I said, man, I'm just sitting there at the house. And my friend calls me, lives right around the corner from here, and he goes, how you feeling, man? I said, eh, it was a tough day, long day. He goes, what are you doing right now? I said, nothing. He goes, get in the car. I want you to come over. I want you to get out of the house. I want you to come over. Um, a uh, late birthday gift had come from my godson. He goes, I want you to bring him his gift tonight just because I want you to be around people. I want you to, you know, pick you up a little bit. I said, okay. So I'm at the house. My phone rings, Collegeville Bakery. They said, what are you doing Sunday? I said, nothing. I don't have any plans. They said, same special needs young man that I did that appearance for this year. They said, we're having a surprise 37th birthday for him because he was going to have his heart liver transplant soon. So they wow. wanted to do that before he had it. They said, we would like you to surprise him at his birthday party. I said, I will be there. What time? Two o'clock. We got one request. What? Can you wear the Phillies outfit? <laughs> Hank, one, you had, one last time you had to get here. <laughs> and that, that was it. But I was on his show four times, right. two times with him. One time when he was in the hospital, but we didn't know it was terminal. Mm. So we were, they, I was going to cancel. I was like, I'm not going to go on if it's not Hank, you know. And they called me and they said, we kind of really need you because we need somebody with personality. Mm. And I remember looking in the camera and I was like, yo, Hank, you know, you're going to beat this. You're going to come back. We're going to have a big pasta dinner. And then I was the first guest back after his passing. Uh. And they had called me. I, we had scheduled it in like December-ish for late January of 2020 before COVID. And they said, um, they called me on a Monday. They said, hey, could you do Wednesday, this coming Wednesday? And I said, unfortunately, I can't because I have to arrange my work schedule. He passed on Tuesday. And I said, thank God we didn't have that show right. because the host would have been a basket case. I would have been worse. Yeah. And we, it would have been the worst show right. ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when it was two weeks later, it was a chance to, you know, decompress, and then come on there, pay him the proper tribute that he deserved, and then do a good show. All right, yeah. I caught a show one time, and it was hilarious. It was, he had Tommy Lasorda's brothers. I don't know if he had three or four brothers. And it really wasn't an interview. Hank was trying to make it an interview, but when you got three old school guys, yeah. especially three brothers, 
they're just going to talk over each other yep. and just talk shit. And it was, I watched the whole thing. I loved it. And it was just like, like my family is from down around where the Holy Savior Club's mm -hmm. at. So I spent a lot of time in Lou's. My cousins own Lou's. So we would just hang out there with my grandpa all day long on Saturdays and Sundays. So all his friends would be hanging out in Lou's or out front on the steps. And watching that show was just like sitting in Lou's at the counter. Like Hank asked one of the brothers, like, how much was your first paycheck? And one of the brothers said, I think $15 or $20. So then Hank said, well, how much did you get the key? And before the brother he asked answers, the other guy, one of the other brothers chimed in, Keep, you don't get to keep nothing. You gave the whole damn thing to your father. He might have gave you a couple of dollars, but you gave the whole goddamn thing to your family. And I just cracked up the whole time because it literally made me feel like I was 10 years old, just down loose, sucking down a milkshake. Just listen to these old, old guys talk, not knowing what the hell they're talking about, but it's funny. Uh, yeah, but how did you get into boxing itself? Well, I guess I was kind of born into it. No, um, growing up, you know, late 70s, early 80s, always had the fights on Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon. Yeah. My dad, you know, loved boxing, you know, um, and we came from a family, you know, being all Italian. Um, my grandfather and my great uncle, who passed away when I was only seven, they were both big Rocky Marciano fans. Okay. And Hank Sisko had trained with Rocky Marciano, so that was one thing that really... Get out. Can, yeah, that really can... I have a picture of him when they were both, like, maybe late 40s. Oh, they shit. They were together, like, in the, in the late 40s, I should say. Um, and my great-uncle was at the fight when Rocky won the title in Philadelphia. So I watched so many fights with my dad. Sugar Ray Leonard, Boom Boom Mancini, Tommy Hearns, Marvin Hagler. Yeah, uh, some boxing I, was yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the, the early stages of Mike Tyson... And I just remember one day, I'm like, I'm going to do that. I'm a short, fat kid, but I'm going to do that. <laughs> and then I used to hit the heavy bag every day, and I thought I was good. I wasn't. But I could punch. I could punch like, you know, a mule, but no technique, no skill, didn't know how to get in shape. So now I've been, you know, you know doing whatever, and like, I'm going to go box in college now. And I'm – it's about, about 30 or 40 schools in the country still have boxing clubs. Mm. Lock Haven, where I went, being one of them. My cousin kind of recruited me there because he wanted me to join his fraternity. So he dangles the, you know, the plastic worm out there saying, you can go up there, you can box, you can be a national champion. Then he's going to get me figure I'm going to go up there, I'm going to get my ass kicked, and then I'm going to forget that, and I'm going to join his fraternity. Right. And I went up there, and I got my ass kicked, and I came back for more. And then I started training in South Philly, and I just I just loved doing it. And, you know, it, it gave, you know, <clears throat> such a rush. And then, you know, and then you got to – one piece of advice I give people now, especially younger people that I talk to, I said, you know, when I was, you know, young as a teenager, you know when you're a teenager, you're all trying to put your mark on the world, and you don't know what you're doing. You know, you're just throwing shit at the wall, and you see what sticks. And I played football, and I was okay. I wasn't that good. You know, as a backup. And I tried to be join social clubs. And a lot of them didn't accept me, you know. We don't want you to be part of school council. You know, we don't want you to be in this. No, you're not going to get elected for this. You're not going to be like a prom king. You don't fit the mold. So I was like, well, what can I do to stand out in front of people? What can I do to make people notice that I'm somebody? I can get in fights. 
that's a great idea. <laughs> and I would do that. Because if people know that I can kick their ass, that maybe that'll make me popular. And it didn't, you know? And then when I started boxing and I started believing in myself a little bit, I don't have to prove anything to you, 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 or you. I said, if I, I don't have to start a fight with any of you to try to prove to you that I'm somebody. If you want to see that I'm somebody, you can come this Saturday night. I'm fighting, and you can buy a ticket, and you can see that I am somebody, and I believed in myself. And I tell people now, I said, you know, when you're angry and the world sucks and you want to, you know, just explode, find a heavy bag. Because that heavy bag don't run in a gang. It don't carry a gun. Right. It won't call the cops. It won't ruin your life. What that heavy bag will do is take everything you got until you're so tired, you're so exhausted, all you want to go do is go to sleep <laughs> and you're not angry anymore. And then tomorrow it'll be waiting for you again. And I tell that everybody I talk to. Because, it, hey, it may have saved me. Yeah, it's and, good advice. And then when I wasn't boxing anymore, like I had, you know, I had one semester to go in college. My eligibility was up. And I was like, well, I'm just going to piss around like an idiot, right? I tore the ligaments of my thumb playing flag football. Oh, flag football, not even tackle football. <laughs> and then I was training again. I had uh, 18 months I was out with this almost. And then I was training again. I hurt my shoulder, broke my ankle. I was going to train with a guy, getting him ready for a pro fighter, getting him ready for a title shot. I was going to be one of his sparring partners. That's when my appendix ruptured. Oh, shit. So... I kind of then was away from it, and like I said, I would still do the workouts and all that, but I kind of knew that there was a reason that I wasn't competing anymore, and I needed that same rush, though. I needed that same rush that I got walking to that ring. There you go. What you was go. your record? See, it's hard to say in amateurs because they had some – like, I know I was around – I lost fights in my first year. I ended up being around <clears> 15 and 15, but I was a two-time All-American in college. Nice. Yeah. Any KOs? Boxing clubs? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's a boxing club? Yeah, it's a boxing, boxing club sport. And our coach, our head coach at Lock Haven just passed away uh, last February. Um, but he was well-known. Like, he was well-known as, uh, as a boxing coach and as a, an amateur wrestling coach. Oh, nice. So he would tell us stories like going to like, this wrestling seminar here. And then um, he was one of the team managers of the 96 Olympics team in um, – in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, and he says, man, there was this pain in the ass kid on the team. Talented, but what a pain in the ass. And all he would do was, he was the youngest guy on the team, and he'd bum quarters from all the other boxers to play video games. Who was that boxer that would bum quarters? Billion dollar Mayweather. No shit. Yeah, bumming quarters. Right. What if you ever paid those guys back? Yeah, right. Yeah, good chance. Yeah. I, didn't, yeah, I didn't know there was boxing clubs. I went at Monaco, we had Fight Club. Don't you don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. Don't ask me back. Yeah, the first rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. Right. Yeah, Chris doesn't like rules. <laughs> but um, it's Penn State still has one. I know Ship still has one. Lock Haven. All the service academies, Army, Navy, Air Force. Oh, yeah, I'm sure those guys. Always... It's cool. Uh, Smoking Joe. Yeah. yeah, you met uh, Smoking Joe Frazier and Marvis. Marvis, right? Yeah, it's Marvis. I was 17 there. And okay. I was working. I was at the time. I was a five-star chef at Roy Rogers. Oh nice. yeah. I was a chef. Roy okay. Rogers was <laughs> shit. I love Roy Rogers. Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. Fixins Bar yeah. in, yeah. in Lansdale or what? Well, I worked with one in Glenside. Oh, Glenside. There was one in Lansdale. That was it. Was the shit. Yeah. yeah. So I was working the one day, and my dad goes, "Hey, Joe Frazier's doing a signing," and I'm like, oh, "Joe Frazier, he's doing a signing." 
and my one friend was in there eating lunch. He was like about 125 pounds. I took my shirt off. He's swimming in it. I said, dude, handle my shit for two hours. <laughs> I got to go meet Joe Frazier. So I went and met Joe, met his son. And then a couple years ago when um, they did the Joe Frazier statue dedication right outside Xfinity Live, I was going to a Phillies game that night. So I went early to the statue dedication, and then I went to the game. So I was taking all the photos, and I actually turned them into like a music video. Ah, nice. And the one photo they show of Marvis and I together, I'm showing him the picture. I'm showing him that picture. Uh, okay. And someone snapped the photos. I'm showing it to him. Ah, that's real cool. Yeah. That's real cool. It's a shame Joe didn't live long enough to see a statue. And here's one thing that people make a common misconception on. Why didn't Joe Frazier get a statue? They gave a statue to Rocky. No, they didn't. The statue from Rocky was a movie prop right. yeah. that MGM paid for. And then the Philly City, Philly goes, oh, wait, you're going to give us something free that's going to be a tourist attraction? It would be stupid not to take it. We're going to make money off it. Right. The Joe Frazier statue. See, if you have a sports team, an Eagles, a Phillies, whatever, like, okay, we'll do the Phillies, Harry Callis. The Phillies paid for the Harry Callis statue in Citizens Bank Park. That was paid for by the team. They picked the sculptor and all that. When you have a private entity as a boxer, people have to raise those cap. They have to raise that capital. So Joe Frazier, I know because I contributed to that. They said, okay, we want to do this statue. We've got to say bring up say ten thousand dollars. So people started contributing, and then they got the. Then they argued where it was going to be, and so on and so forth. And then they finally put it together. That's awesome. He definitely deserves a statue. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. And you met uh, Brandon Graham here? Brandon Graham, yeah. Brandon and BG. BG? Yeah. I had, I had lunch Love with him. Love BG, man. I had lunch with him shortly after that. Really? Uh, is this a Collegeville Italian bakery? It is. <laughs> they got box. everybody on the wall. Yeah. They got everybody. Yeah. I'm on the wall. Are oh, you on yeah, the wall? I'll oh, check you out. Yeah, yeah I, I'm right above the soda machines. Okay, nice. Next time I go in there, I'll check. That's it out. a great place to eat. I, I might go there. I haven't, yeah, I haven't eaten good. in there. I've gone in to get stuff and roll oh, out, man. but I haven't eaten in the back room in a while. Have you they make good food. ever had the Brandon Graham pizza? I'm no. Well, Brandon Graham has his own pizza there. And what's on it? I always get the same. It's it's a Detroit style pizza with. Oh, he's from Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, Detroit style pizza with bacon, pepperoni. I'm listening. And yeah, it's got that brick cheese on it. It's, I mean, it's really good. So when he came out with it um, before the 21 season, you know, I got it. I enjoyed it. So now, early 22, I knew they were doing a big sports convention with a lot of people going to be in King of Prussia. Steve calls me up and he goes, what are you doing Saturday night? I said, nothing. I got a free night. He goes, I want you to come for dinner. We got a surprise for you. Mm. I said, what is it? He goes, it's a surprise. What do you not understand about a surprise? Yeah, right. It's, it's not how a surprise works. <laughs> I said, well, what should I wear? Should I wear something Italian? I know it's not going to be Phillies. They're in spring training. Should I wear something Italian related? Should I wear something, you know, Eagles related? Hint, hint. Can't tell you. So I said, okay. So then a couple of days later, he goes, oh, I got bad news. We had to postpone it a week. So I'm going to be in Clearwater. He goes, you're going to miss it. What am I going to miss? Can't tell you. Well, not, why can't you tell me? I'm not going to be there. I said, I'm going to bet any amount of money it's going to be Brandon Graham. He's still doing that signing. So here's what I'm going to do. And I pissed Steve off. I went to the bakery, bought the Brandon Graham pizza. They have his sticker on the box. Mm. Go, cut the top of the box out. Go to the signing. I get in his line. And I said, bet you nobody watch a pizza box signing. He goes, I'm going to be there next week. I'm like, I knew it was you. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> they ended up postponing again because that weekend it was supposed to be it snowed. Uh. So when I first met him, I did the photo with him first, sent it to Steve. He's like, you're a jerk. <laughs> he had to ruin the surprise. So I text a picture to my mom. My mom, little Italian lady, about five feet tall, never raises her voice except to me. And she goes, did you tell him what I said? I said, when I get to his signing line, I will. My mom, Super Bowl 52, this is an honest to God, I swear to God, true story. This woman did not say a word for three quarters and 13 minutes. She just sat there. <laughs> Come on. Come on. As I'm pacing back, I, I paced six miles in the <laughs> My Fitbit tracked 11,000 plus steps. Jeez. So as I'm pacing and I'm pacing, all of a sudden, she cups her hands to her mouth and goes, Sack Brady. Next play. Wow, really? Bumble Ruski. Yeah. So I tell him that. And he's like, oh, tell her I appreciate it. So now the next week, he's going to be in there. I go I go in. They postpone it. I go in there the following week to get some rolls. And Steve goes, can you be back in two hours? I said, should I wear my Eagles jersey? He goes, yeah, but shh, keep quiet. I said, okay. He's like, don't social media it. <laughs> so I go. And I'm like, Mom, you got to go for a ride with me. Where? I said, we're going to Collegeville Bakery. Why? We're going to meet Brandon Graham. We are? I said, yeah, get in the car. But I got to ask that. No, 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 no. I can't bring you both. Get in the car. Yeah. Car. <laughs> he gets there. Now, Brandon and his family are already there. I walk in. And he gets up, and he gives me this handshake and a hug. He turns, and he sees my mom, and he looks at her. And he just wraps her in this big bear. Uh. And he goes there. He goes, I heard you wanted me to sack Brady. That's I awesome. You remember you in Minnesota, and I got him <laughs> just for you. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. That's great story. And his pizza's really good. Yeah, so last, sounds like it. Last week when I had that private practice access, mm -hmm. I was right where the defensive linemen were stretching. So uh, before anything, before I get in, I'm first in line, and I'm taking selfies outside of the training camp sign, and I'm putting it on Instagram. Brandon follows me. Oh, shit. Because we're bros. Right, definitely. And he follows <laughs> me. And then after practice is over, he he comments. He's like, oh, man, whatever. That's a great picture. And I messaged him. I said, yeah, but look at this. And it was a picture of him stretching. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a little stalkerish. Yeah, a little stalkerish. <laughs> like 10 feet away. He's so stretching. I'm like, yeah, you're stretching. Right there. He's like, I didn't know you were going to be here today, bro. I'm like, right. I, I couldn't tell you. Like, yo, Brandon, I'm here. You'd stop practicing. Like, I got to go say hi. Does he know about your Phillies? Uh yeah, thing? yeah. He's never seen me wearing this, but he's he's liked and commented on photos okay. that I posted on Instagram. Dude, there's your in for the Eagles. Eagles Macho Man right there. You know, Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham and the Macho Man. Come yeah. on, it writes itself, man. Do, do you know, like, the, the other guys that dress up like you down there, like the Birdman down at the Eagles game, do you know the other guys that do this? Well, last night when I was at the Phillies game, I was hanging out with the um, – like, what do they call him? Like something luchador is. I don't know if he's the Philly. Uh, yeah, I, but yeah. he has like the wrestling mask on. Like the luchador. I can't think I of her name. With him, I was hanging out with the Philly chain guy that has like all like the chains around his neck. I was hanging out with him. I didn't see Philly sports guy last night, but I know he was there because I had seen one of his videos that he posted. Um, Sean Young from the Eagles. He was the original guy with the shoulder pads. Uh, I, okay. host, I hosted him at the bakery um, back in February. Oh, yeah? Week before the Super Bowl. Okay. So, because he kept saying he saw the Brandon Grand Pizza. He's like, I got to come up and try this. Got to come up and try this. So I told him, I said, when you come, you know, I'm 15 minutes away. You call, and if I'm available, I'll just jump right in my car and meet you over there. Right. So, That's awesome. Well, what's next for you? 
what are you doing? What do you got going on? Got anything coming up? Like appearances? Well, f- Friday night, I am going back to the Phillies game. Like people ask me, do you come to every game? I said, no, my, my bank account and my living right. would both be dead. <laughs> right. I said, I would never be able to do it. Um, but 160 going- something games. Yeah. And I said, I am trying. I'm Well, I'm not trying. I am going to be there Friday night because I work for Independence Blue Cross as my day job. I'm client relations. And my one largest client, I was on site in their office for three and a half years. And they were bringing me back to the city right before COVID hit. Because they said, we got we got what we needed out of you, which is them to sign, stabilize them and sign a long-term deal. And I didn't want to leave, but they said, you don't have a choice. You've got to come back. And a week later, COVID said, you got to go home. Oh, work shit. Home. And I work out of my living room every day, you know, and I'm like in a tank top. <laughs> right. You know, nice. I, I felt like crap, and I was like, oh, yeah. I was on the one conference because, like, you sound horrible. I'm like, good. And then you know how I feel. I'm a little tired <laughs> here, people. Um, but my client company is having an outing Friday night at the Phillies game. Guess who's going to crash it? Nice. They haven't seen me in three years. Well, they're going to see the whole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah going to learn today. That's the whole thing, brother. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool, man, if you could transition to, the, to be the Eagles guy. Yeah. yeah. Why would I wouldn't. see that. You money. Know, it's, <laughs> well, yeah, money. Well, you know, but the thing is, well, like, see, I don't have season tickets. Like, with every sport, with every team, I pick what games I want to go to. Like, like back in the day when I was in my early 20s, you know, even though I didn't have Eagles season tickets, I would still, like, I'd pick them up through people I knew. Right. And the tickets were even, like, it's expensive, but not like it is now. Yeah, it's like, crazy yeah, now. Yeah, it's like, Dude. oh, my God, I'm getting Eagles tickets for, like, 50 bucks. I'm yeah. Like, that was really good. And then good. parking and everything yeah. else, you're spending Now they're, like, for, you know, 100. I forget what my buddy was like. Oh, I got tickets. I'm getting tickets to this game. It's going to be, like, 200 bucks. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, for what? A ticket or yeah. a fucking VIP? Like, are we get like, what do we, what do we get for that? Yeah, Nothing. and then forty dollars to park. Yeah, yeah, I'm I mean, not doing insane, that, dude. It's so insane. I get why you, you, I mean, and you're not gonna go tailgate, pay to park just to tailgate and those Eagles. Maybe you would. Maybe that's how you get yourself in. See, you would just pay to park and fucking stand out there with well, the. Sometimes what I would do is if. Like, back in the day when my dad used to go to a lot of games, now he's 75 now, and he doesn't really, really go to like he used to. But back in the day, we we had this setup going. This was like his – it was his idea. He went to a couple games at the old vet with me, and he had fun. But he's like, you know what? I like the tailgate more. He doesn't even drink anymore. He had stopped drinking by this time. He goes, I just like to go down there and hang with everybody. We would go to FDR Park, which had, like, the field, so it wasn't like you were on concrete. We would be right at FDR Park by the field. He'd be like, I just want to go down there and cook and see everybody and have fun. And he would bring our dog, my golden retriever. And those two would hang out all day. The dog would play so much. My, my dad would be like, today I'm going to make a deep-fried turkey. I'm going to deep-fried turkey down at the FDR Park. Today I'm making like a go crab, whatever, whatever. I'm making lobster bisque. I'm making right. this. And and he would just stay outside while I would go into the game. Him and the dog would hang out. They'd listen a little bit on the radio. If somebody had a TV, they'd watch a little bit. He didn't care about the game. He cared about just the social fact of it. And then when he kind of stopped going, I would go to like one or two games here. But I would take the train in the subway because I'm like, if I'm going to drink, I want to really just cut into it and have fun. Right. And I don't want to drive by myself. So this is ironic. We started – my dog was – he was 2001 to 2016. And we were taking him to games up until about 2009 or 2010. 
Every game he went to, they won. Fourth and 26, Vinny's in the parking lot. We got it. Right. <laughs> oh, well, we're 14-punt underdog? No, 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 no. Vinny's out there. We got this. Never lost. If I went to a game without him, they never won. Oh, the shit. only time they won that I didn't bring him to a game is when T.O. broke his ankle. So that's considered mm. a loss to me. Right. Um, they, I mean, they were playing. Oh, they were favored in this game. They lose by forty points. They were getting killed. And when he passed away, the following season, I was going to a game, and I brought a milk bone with me, <laughs> and I went to the tree we always got our picture at. That the one time we had a group picture with a big Dallas sock sign, and I knelt down and I put the milk bone under the tree and I said, "Vinny, don't be a dick. Let me win. Yeah. This game. Let me win this game today. <laughs> Do not be a dick." They blew out Denver like forty-five to seven. Oh shit! I was like, "All, All right, right. like that." Right. Thanks, All Vinny. Right, man, we're back. Right on, man. <laughs> so that's what you got. You got uh. You're going to the, so this will be your first time back at a Phillies game in full garb in a while or what? That was the game, a Phillies game. Yeah, that was the Phillies game last night. Oh, that's right. Duh. You yeah. said that. I thought. Yeah, I'll handle this interview <laughs> section <laughs> of the podcast, Chris. Right. How long you been hitting the feasts? Dressed as a. Uh, do you have a name for the for your Italian thing yet? <laughs> just a tornado. Just a tornado. You know, most people now like anymore. They, a lot of people just call me Tornado anymore. Okay. And, and, and they make it as fun because like on the back of any jersey I have says Tornado. Because uh, cool. if I get a player, he's gone. Who's your favorite player in the Eagles? I love Jalen Hurts. Yeah, well, you know, I'll buy a Hurts jersey and I'll, he'll be out of here next yeah, week. Yeah, do us a favor. Yeah. Don't buy a jersey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not buying any Don't jinx that. We need Jalen. Nope, I'm not buying any jerseys anymore. <laughs> uh, only guys I'll play that are either long retired or have since passed. Yeah. I Throw can back. get Reggie Throwbacks White. Throwbacks are the way to go. There's nothing else I can do to Reggie White. <laughs> 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 I get a Um, but it just got to the point of like we go tornado, and it's like, okay. and people ask me why does the back of this outfit say tornado? My mom, and I always joke. I said that way my dad can't wear it, like yeah, <laughs> like you ever would, right? Um, but I said because when I'm walking, I hear so many people if they're trying to call me, I won't respond to hey you, right, Mister Uncle Sam. Sometimes I'll respond to Apollo because I've gotten used to hearing that. Tornado, yo. Right, right, yeah. Hey, man, that's your brand. It's like you're Ooh. calling you yell Tony. Yo, Tony, yo. Right, right, right. Uh, how long have you been hitting the feasts? That was, I was wondering um, that. I started going to the one in Bridgeport originally. That's the best one. That was the best one. I love the one. Best yeah, one ever. The best one. Love the one in Bridgeport. I miss it. Uh, yeah, so do I. Um... We started going to the one in Bridgeport probably around 07, the first year I went. And then we started going to Holy Savior. And then, like I said, I get up for everything I do. Right. I'm not a person that can just go to an event and just sit there and say, I'm going to go to an event today and I'm going to get a roast pork sandwich and I'm going to go home. No, I hype myself up <laughs> everything. And it gets hard sometimes because you will then, you know, burn yourself out. But I'm a person like when my feet hit the ground in the morning, I'm already internally revving. Right. What can I look forward to? And here's how a philosophy I have in life, and and I will tell this to children, adults, anybody. My dad goes, what's your favorite season? Everyone. What's your favorite month? Everyone. And he goes, why? He goes, my dad goes, I like fall and November. I said, okay. I like fall and November too. I said, but I have something that I like every month. January, what do you like? Playoffs start. NFL playoffs. New Year's. Love New Year's. You know, February. What do you like in February? You're single. You don't have a Valentine. Yeah, but I got the Lock Haven Boxing Show. I'm still the vice president of the alumni. March, I'm going to spring training. 
April, home opener. Right. You know, and I'm like, April Fool's Day, WrestleMania. Got my ticket uh, for WrestleMania. Yeah, <laughs> Philly, Bird, baby. Birthday gift from me to me. Um, you know, May, springtime, weather's starting to get nice. Um, you know, my dad's birthday, could do something nice for him. June, um, you know, I have different events. My birthday. June, your birthday. There you go. You know, so. then we say July, 4th of July. I love the 4th of July. It's like August, Italian feast. NFL starting. Yeah. September, national holiday, my birthday. There you go. October, Halloween. November, Thanksgiving. I do the Rocky Run. I do start doing the Christmas tree lot down at uh, DeKalb and Hancock. Okay. December, Christmas. Love it. Everything, if you can look forward to something. Always got something to look forward to. You're going to enjoy your life. That's it. Words to live by, folks. Tony? Well, no, but good advice. Before we do that, like, because, you know, when this hits, it's going to be huge. You know, he's going to, you know, we're, so we want to tell the people where they can find you. Oh, uh, yeah, your socials. So I just got on TikTok. Just started that because um, people are saying that you got to get trendy. But yeah, TikTok's the way to go. The way to go. You can find me on any type of social media using the handle Tornado TP. And people say, what, Tornado Toilet Paper? If that's how you remember it, absolutely. <laughs> but because my name's Tony Pennycow. Tornado, Tony Panicale, Tornado TP. I also have a Facebook fan page, which chronicles all my Phillies stuff, which is Facebook uh, handle or at Phillies, like the baseball team, Tornado. So theme, Tornado is the theme here. Um, But Tornado TP, Phillies Tornado, Tony Tornado. Um, If you go on Cameo now, I'm a Cameo talent. I never knew I had talent. (laughs) But... um, a few years ago, I'd be at a game. People were like, are you on Cameo? I'm like, listen, I sent the thing, and they never responded to me. I guess they're not interested. I'm not really a celebrity. And I had a um, guy that I met in Clearwater was in the hospital. They said, can you do a greeting for him? I did a greeting at Lehigh Valley, the Iron Pig Stadium. I just shot it one take. And then a few weeks ago, a girl goes to me. She goes, I, I have somebody that's a big fan of yours. Are you on Cameo? I said, no, I'm not. She goes, let me see what I can do. Okay, person I barely know. <laughs> Next thing I know, I shot this guy a video. The next day, you're approved. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. So now I just shot my fourth Cameo video. So nice. you go on Cameo, you look up Tony Tornado on Cameo, and there I am, and I'm easy to recognize. <laughs> right on. For a $13, you can get a birthday or a anniversary greeting from me. There you go. Hit him up on Cameo. I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, yeah Tony, man, thanks awesome. a lot, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, it's fun. Awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, always a pleasure to talk to my yep. fellow feasters. Yeah, <laughs> man, paisans. Mm-hmm. All right, well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Check Tony out on his socials. Follow and like us on all our socials, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Ciao. See you.